630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. There's a small gap between winning and losing. You take the teams that uh, we've had two teams that are in the playoffs down by three scores on this this particular field and end up losing that football game. And it came down to you know some major mistakes. That's what we've got to eliminate, those major mistakes. And we got to find a way that when we make that one big mistake that that doesn't, you know, the second, third, and fourth mistake doesn't happen. And that's kind of a little bit of that should be growth as far as maturation uh, of our players, which uh, – you know that's what we're thinking. We're going to keep working. I know that, and and we've got a, a really young staff, a rather a really young uh, team, and and you know we got most of all those guys coming back. You know, so that's uh, that's what's encouraging. We should have a little more continuity so that they have some name recognition as well. We've got meetings all week. Uh, you know, I've got uh, some games that I've got targeted that you know if I can get out and get to them and and try to get a jump start and use like I did last year, use the month of November and the month of December. To to try to get ahead of the game a little bit and get in front of these guys and and uh, like I say I mean it's it's full steam ahead full steam ahead that is head coach and general manager Chris Jones of the Edmonton Elks and I believe he's going to keep that title moving forward into 2024 uh, full steam ahead he said he's already planning and preparing for next year it was garbage bag day today for the Edmonton Elks or as a phrase I heard on the weekend uh, the CFL Samsonites uh, the garbage bag day today for the Edmonton announces they cleaned out their lockers they started yesterday exit meetings uh, yesterday and today and throughout the week with uh, with the coach and the GM Chris Jones but it's all over for another year it ended in Winnipeg with that loss to the Blue Bombers on Saturday night the Elks finished with a 4 and 14 record for the second season in a row 8 and 24 28 now over uh, the last 2 years 11 and 39 over the last 3 years since the league came back from covid it has been some tough times and as you heard Reed Wilkins say a few moments ago toughest times in 60 years for the Edmonton Elks franchise uh, back in the 60s the team really had some struggling years as well but to a man everybody we talked to today and they they feel that they're in a better position now uh, than they were last year at this time moving forward um, they've got some answers to some questions that have uh, uh, been uh, dogging them for the uh, season like at quarterback and, and like at a few other spots so uh, there were there was disappointment but confidence it seemed to uh, was what I got today uh, down at Commonwealth Stadium talking to, to several of the players and head coach and GM uh, Chris Jones. Hey, let's hear some more from Chris Jones. Oh, by the way, coming up uh, later tonight uh, on the show, we're going to hear from Trey Ford as well. We're also going to check in with uh, my broadcast partner, Dave Campbell, and get his thoughts on 2023 and what he thinks moving forward for 2024. But let's hear more now uh, from Chris Jones, who, as he mentioned uh, a moment ago in, in our open, uh, lots of meetings to wrap up the season this week before he gets on the road and starts scouting again. I did all the uh, veterans yesterday I think we had like 20 of them uh, you know and then today we've got the second and third year guys I think there's 25 of those and then another 20 something tomorrow rookie so it's tough I mean they worked really really hard yeah what kind of reaction do you get from some of the uh, the veterans that, about what happened this year? Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of very good reviews. Quite honestly, I mean, they feel like we're going in the right direction. I mean, I've, I've taken into account uh, making tons of notes on how they feel like uh, you know the one thing they can pinpoint that we can do better, and we're going to take all that and put it in a in a folder and, and use it in cul- culmination to try to improve on what we do. 
how frustrating has the last two years been for you? Uh, it's been uh, very frustrating, but uh, again, uh, at the same time, uh, I've told them and given them my word that all we're going to do is look forward, and you know we uh, can't sit there and wallow in in the fact that uh, you know we've had you know two poor years back to back. We're uh, looking at where we're going. Uh, talked to you know both Taylor and Trey this morning, and had meetings with them, and and looking at all the the we've got a kind of a, a team makeup on a, a PowerPoint up there of the number of guys that are now in their third year, which is starting to trend in the right direction. So we look forward to uh, wish we could get started today, but we've got a lot of work to do in the off season. You mentioned Trey. Talk a little bit about his season and how far he came after he got a chance to start. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean, he uh, you know he won four ball games for us, and he showed the dynamic ability that uh, he can do some things that no other guy in the league can do. And now if he can just go go make those, I call them the Dave Dickinson plays, find your check down, find your OTBs, the, the guys that are over top of the ball, and, and uh, don't always try to force balls in and, and don't always look to run. You know, you can't start looking at the rush. And so if he, uh, you know, once he grows into the position, I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. Can you talk about your offseason and how you're going to approach things? Uh, you know, I know you changed up how you scouted a little bit last year. Did it work? And are you going to do yeah, something? you know, I feel like it did. We're still, you know, going to see, you know, with the two new leagues down there. Um, again, one of them's already gone awry, but, uh, you know, I think they're they're combining forces or whatever down there. But with, with the two new leagues uh, down there, we have to do a great job of going out, and I feel like getting in front of these players and seeing them firsthand so that uh, they can put a face with a name, you know. So, uh, and and, and that means a lot of lot of road work, and then you kind of hit his catch twenty two because they reduced our, our scouting budget from one ninety to one ten, so it makes it a little tougher to get out there and do that. But we uh, we have to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, going through the PFF and finding those players first of all, and then identifying them, and then uh, creating a relationship with them. How much change do you expect on the roster? There won't be very much change. I mean, we we're a lot closer than what we were a year ago. Um, you know, like I say, I, you know, we had a lot of a lot of the older guys got injured the first year and then kind of makes you look back and in hindsight want to go young the first year and maybe we'd be farther along than what we are right now but we uh, we've, we've got uh, a good young roster of guys we uh, you know when we get the kicks that we need we can cover when we get the protection that we need we can run you know we can throw the ball and uh, we did run the football effectively which uh, which I felt like is is kind of a, a hallmark of what we got to have moving forward pretty confident You'll be able to take that step next year that everyone needs. Well, to I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the plan. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I would have lost my house that we did in this year, you know. So, again, it's uh, we got to keep our nose to the grindstone, and we've never quit on anything. So we got to keep working and do the things that we know that that been successful in all the other places that we've been. You uh, got some free agents, not as many as, as past years. Uh, how do you treat that? Are you going to have an opportunity to sign some guys before the end of the calendar year, or are we going to have to wait? In? Uh, I think pretty much a lot of it is going to have to wait. You know, uh, into the next calendar year, we're going to, you know, we're going to look at everything and see who who all's available, and we're not going to be near as aggressive in free agency as what we've been in the past two years. And uh, we're looking at uh, more continuity on our roster, and I think that'll that'll bode well in the fact that uh, you know guys know who's 
who's where and who's where on the roster, that type of thing. Elks head coach and general manager Chris Jones today as the Elks have their final media availability session today as they uh, wrap it up for another season. As you heard Jones say, he's got some meetings coming up this week. I believe the, the board has a meeting coming up at the end of the week as well, which I'm sure he'll be a part of. Uh, lots to do this week, and then he's on the road scouting. and He's going to do what he did last year, basically driving home. He's going to stop at as many schools and see as many players and as many coaches as he can uh, down the line and make contacts. And, and I know he told uh, Dave and I when we had a long conversation with him on Friday, uh, it really paid dividends doing that last year, uh, including getting a guy like Kai Gray, who's probably going to be the Elks nominee for Rookie of the Year. So uh, he's doing it again, and hopefully he'll find another couple of guys that he can uh, plug into the lineup next year. If you want to hear more from uh, Chris Jones, including his talk on the quarterback, saying that uh, Trey Ford will come to camp as the number one guy, but it will be a challenge. It will be uh, a spot that he's going to have to earn and keep in training camp, and that's the way pro sports work. I mean, you can pick anybody. You can pick Mark Cordy at center. You can uh, you can uh, pick Niles Morgan at middle linebacker. They're the number one guys on the depth chart going into camp, but they got to earn it, and they got to keep it through camp in the preseason. So that's the situation uh, with Chris Jones. As I say, head to, uh, to uh, 630Ched.com and the Elks page there. Uh, check out the audio. You'll hear from uh, a lot more from Chris Jones. You'll hear from Eugene Lewis. You'll hear from uh, Manny Arsenault. Uh, you'll hear from Adam Konar, and you'll hear from Ed Ganey. Ganey and Arsenal, by the way, both want to return. Both want to play again next year. Uh, Arsenal, who's been around for like 14 years. Ganey for 11 years. Uh, both want to play again. Uh, Arsenal wants one more year. We're going to hear from him later uh, in the show talking about uh, one change he wants to make for one final season in the CFL. So that's all at 630Ched.com. You can also hear uh, Trey Ford talking there as well. I talked with Trey today and uh, the discussion we started talking about when it ends, it ends fast. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's really abrupt. You know, the season just like you're 100% and then boom, now we're just 0%, right? There's not a lot going on right now. Um, but definitely going to take some time to spend some time with my family, go home, see some friends and everything. So looking forward to that, but wishing, you know, we could start next week. Yeah. So, Do you take some time and just forget about everything and just kind of just re-energize yourself and all that? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. I, I can't just forget about everything, right? Like, it's always lurking in the back of my mind. So um, still going to be watching film. We get to watch Sunday football. Right, every weekend, so going to be doing that and just hanging out. What's your biggest takeaway from the last two and a half months for you? Uh, I just got to be better with my feet. I think that's a really big thing for me personally, just to get better timing with receivers and you know hitting them in the right windows. Uh, and it's going to take away from something that, that scrambling that I've been doing, and uh, you know taking those sacks. I got to throw the ball away as well. So those are probably the two big things that I've realized to help us win games. Yeah, you mentioned the sacks last three or four games. They kind of started to pile up on you a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, that's just you know, I mean, it's good D lines and everything, but it's also just me holding the ball too long. Yeah. Uh, you seem to get. We were talking to Gino earlier. You're seem to get some chemistry going with him the last couple of games, which is something pretty important, I think, for next year because he's got to be obviously be in the mix. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a great receiver to start with, and he's also a guy who's easy to throw the ball to. You just throw it around him, and he just yeah. seems to catch it. So uh, he makes the quarterback job pretty easy. How disappointing is this week? Uh, you know, shutting it down and everybody going their separate ways. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks when you have to stop playing football, right? I mean, 
I, I know, you know, when you're not playing football and you're watching from the sideline and you're just not playing in general and off seasons, like I've experienced it all. So, I mean, definitely have to embrace when you are playing and, you know, you can't take anything for granted. You experienced it all this season. I mean, from game one uh, as a backup and then you had a couple of games where you didn't dress and then you're in as the starter and having some success and then having some issues. But it was pretty much you ran the gamut this year. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as I know, that's kind of how professional football works for me so far. I mean, that's kind of been my experience this far. So just got to learn and adapt to it. And I thought I've done a pretty good job of that so far and just going to continue to grow. What's what's on store, in store for the offseason? Um, well, Waterloo made the playoffs, so I'm trying to go back and see them play. Uh, and then I'm definitely going to go back and watch some high school football too. Go, I always go back and support my high school. And then um, it's just going to be a lot of training, keeping in touch with my agent, and yeah. Uh, there you go, Trey Ford from today. When he said he wants to get back to watch Waterloo, he wasn't kidding. He was uh, leave. He left from the interview room out to his car where his brother and his two dogs were with all his stuff, and they were getting on the highway heading back home uh, today. So safe travels to Trey Ford as he heads home and look forward to seeing him develop even more next season. Uh, I mentioned uh, Manny Arsenal. Uh, he, he wants to come back and play one more year. Um, he wants to kind of get that, that farewell tour, which it's Hall of Fame man he deserves that and uh he he talked to me today about coming back and and coming back uh with a stipulation whether it be here or somewhere else to play one more and to see this thing turn around and get going i would love to be a part of that so we'll see and um yeah one more that's kind of all i want under one condition too i need a number change i want to switch my number too to what? Play one i want to switch to number eight Number eight. You ever played pool before? Uh, I have, yeah. Eight ball, corner pocket. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. So going into my final year, that's something that I thought about as well. And um, that'll be that. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll there's see. a way to go out. Hey, eight ball, corner pocket, game over. Manny Arsenal wants to return for one more season in the CFL. His next stop when he does retire will be uh, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, I believe, because, uh, man, what a great career. He had dominant, dominant receiver uh, at uh, for a stretch of about three or four years in the Canadian Football League a while back. So uh, there you have it. That's some of the thoughts from today. And, again, head to 630Ched.com and check out all the audio there. Uh, you can hear from Ed Ganey, Adam Cole, are uh, more from uh, Manny, more from uh, Chris Jones, more from Trey Ford, and also hear from Eugene Lewis as well. So that's all at 630ched.com on the Elks page. When we come back on the Elks this week, by the way, this is our final Tuesday night, uh, sorry, our final Monday night edition of the Elks this week. We'll be moving uh, eventually to Saturday mornings, and you can catch us there uh, throughout the off season. Stay tuned. We'll keep you informed on that and let you know when that move happens. But the final Monday night edition is tonight. When we come back, we'll check in with Dave Campbell on 630 Chet. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chet. Got about five or six minutes or so left here on the show tonight. We're going to spend it talking with uh, my broadcast partner, Dave Campbell, who uh, joins us now. Hey, Dave. Good evening, Morley. Uh, all right, you've had a couple of days to digest what uh, what you saw on Saturday, more so what you saw uh, all through 2023. Uh, give me your takeaway from the 2023 Edmonton Elks season. Yeah, I, I kind of call it the tale of two seasons where the first eight games were pretty dreadful. And um, I, I think we all ask, and we, you and I talked about this uh, yesterday, what would have happened if the Elks would have scored? Uh, week one against Saskatchewan <laughs> and those three cracks at the one and they're one, one yard could have turned yeah. this whole season around I think 
they would have learned, hey, we, we didn't play our best, but we stuck through adversity. We got through it. We found a way, and we won a football game that, you know, that uh, one of those tough grind them out games, but that didn't happen. They lost eight straight games. The last 10 games, much different, obviously, um, with Trey Ford, because I, I think they just, you know, he just instilled hope. And I think you got to give Jerry Jackson a lot of credit too, uh, tailoring an offense to Trey Ford. And, you know, I even think there was a couple segments within those final 10 games where they were two or four and two in the, in the first six games and then 0 and four in the final uh, four games. And uh, maybe some bad habits started to creep in again. So it's frustrating. I, I you know, listening today, uh, you can really tell how exhausted some of the veterans on defense are when, you know, hearing Ed Ganey and, and Jake Ceresna and, and Adam Konar. Uh, I think everyone needs to get out of Dodge, but then I also hear the, the enthusiasm from a Gino Lewis and a Chris Jones and a Manny Arsenault and a, and a Trey Ford. And uh, there is definitely uh, some hope for 2024. Yeah, there is. And Trey Ford's going to be a hot topic, I think, over the offseason. He was all season long as well as people were, you know, kind of cheering for him to get into the lineup, and he finally did and, and found some success, especially early on. But Chris Jones said today he comes to camp as a number one, but he's going to have to earn it at camp still, which is what you would expect from, from, from pro sports, right? You got you, you can't be handed anything. you got to come in and keep your job, and you got to keep playing well. But, I mean, there's lots of excitement about what he can do, but he's got some things he's got to do better. Yeah, no question. And when he spoke about, I got to use my feet better, you know, something happened morally in the BC game where he stopped doing the things that made Trey Ford successful when he, he kind of knew in the internal clock that if he had to use his feet, he, he would he would go and get out of Dodge and he stopped doing that. And I think he just for some reason decided, well, I'm just going to become a passer. And you got to be a passer in this league. There's no question. But uh, I go back to the game in Saskatchewan where he uh, scrambled and found Eugene Lewis uh, for a touchdown in the second half. That, that was vintage Trey Ford where his legs really caused some panic for the defense and he was able to find uh, an open receiver. And, and we saw a number of examples of that. And we didn't see it as much in the last four games. He just not making the best decisions, I think. And, you know, Jerry Jackson maybe has to put him in a in, in a better position as well. So it's kind of a twofold thing. But Morley, what what strikes me is twenty one sacks in the final four games. That's yeah. just not good enough. And some of that's on the offensive line. I do think there's some pieces there, but they got to address the offensive line, especially if you want to be a run first team. Then you got to find pieces to make you a run first team. Yep, absolutely right. Um, Dave, I know it's your week off this week, um, so thanks for joining us tonight. I uh, wish we had more time, but uh, the clock keeps ticking, and uh, it was uh, it was a, a season that didn't have a lot of wins in it, but we had a lot of fun, so uh, uh, put it away for now and get ready for next yep. year, I guess. You bet you always enjoy doing the games with your partner, and uh, it's a long off season, so we'll have lots of time to talk. It is. All right, Dave, uh, <laughs> thanks very much. That's uh, Dave Campbell and his thoughts on, on 23 and looking ahead a bit to 2024. Uh, I mentioned you could head to 630chat.com and catch all the interviews that I uh, did today uh, with the players as, as they wrapped it up. Uh, Chris Jones, Trey Ford, Eugene Lewis, Manny Arsenault, uh, Adam Conar, and Ed Ganey are all there for you at 630chat.com. Uh, Chris Jones talked about a lot of people today, talked about a lot of things today, but he also talked today about you. You got to commend our fans. I mean, you know, three three very you know substandard years in a row, uh, and they're still turning out to to the games. Uh, 
you know, it's uh, we we played in front of crowds with a with a losing record that were better than some of the teams with winning records. And so, I mean, it's uh, you got to commend our fans, and uh, we're going to get this thing turned around and give them the give them the football that they that they expect. That they expect and that they deserve. As he said, it's been a tough couple of years, no doubt about that. Uh, thanks, everybody. As I mentioned, this is the last uh, Monday night show for the Ox this week. Uh, in the next little while, we'll be shifting to Saturday morning, so stay tuned. We'll keep you uh, informed on that. Thanks for being with us on Monday nights, sometimes on Tuesday, but on Monday nights uh, for this show. Thanks for being with us all season long on Elks Broadcast here on 630. Chad, pleasure doing the games and a pleasure doing the games for you, uh, and uh, we do appreciate you being with us. Uh, thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our uh, studio producer at 630. Chad, I will catch you tomorrow morning on This Morning uh, with Stacy and Daryl. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.